Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The last time there was an AFC Championship game in Baltimore was January of 1971. And let's go out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Easy for me to say. A man who was a two-time Super Bowl champion, a three-time NFL champion, and he played in that game. It's Bill Curry. And, Coach, thank you as always for joining us. So start with this. What are your memories of that game? Wow. A A whole lot of family things associated with that time uh, believe it or not our our son was born um just a couple of months before that game so we were we were more interested in bill curry jr but when i say believe it or not here's the part that's believe it or not he's 53 years old <laughs> my wife said my gosh he's my baby I, he couldn't possibly be that old i'm not much older than that so <laughs> What it does is it reminds us of our age, but we're lucky to be this age, and we know that, and we appreciate it. The game itself was brutal for me, physical, tough, because my main opponent was a guy named Tom Keating, who was a great nose guard, and he 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 was the hardest kind of uh, player for me to block. And the Raiders were, of course, gritty and tough anytime we played them, but that was a that was a um, headbutt, knockdown, drag out day, and we fought it out all day long. And uh, I'm, so we were really, really <laughs> delighted to win. Coach, does it does it kind of blow your mind that 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 much time has has gone by with without this city getting to host the final AFC game of the year again? Yeah, that was another thing that blew my mind. You you got it exactly right. When the when I first heard that, I thought that couldn't be right. Yeah. They've, they've been so good for so long. Surely that couldn't be the case. But here we are, and, and it is the case. So um, I guess there's a little excitement in <laughs> yeah. Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> Uh, we've loved Baltimore. We still do. We we love visiting there and uh, just have great memories. Well, uh, Coach, everyone talks about Johnny Unitas just always being so cool and calm, demeanor. Uh, what do you remember from Unitas in that football game? That he was calm and cool. <laughs> and, and he could throw an interception, run off the field. No, he never changed expressions. And then he he would throw a touchdown pass. It was just unreal. I mean, it was incredible. You know, some one of those deals. I've, I'm sure you've seen films, but it was just be impossible. He would throw it in the corner, and Jimmy Orr, John Mackey, or Raymond Berry would snag it. Uh, and uh, he just still didn't change expression. So he just had such an aura of calm. And uh, he could handle all of the publicity and the, the screaming and the, the noise. When he was introduced 
at Memorial Stadium. I've never heard a sound like that before or since. It was, uh, I think it was recorded as the loudest sound in the country for several years. It was what was called the uh, world's largest outdoor insane asylum. Yes. <laughs> We're talking to Bill Curry. It's Inside Access here on The Fan. And, Coach, uh, this was two years after Super Bowl three, which was, you know, the, at the time, the, the greatest upset in the history of sports. And, and I'm sure that it, it probably – maybe you're still not over that, that game against the Jets. Well, I'll never get over <laughs> that game. You don't get over stuff like that. In America, I mean, we were 15-1. and one. We had – lost one game and it was to Cleveland we had just gone to Cleveland and beat them 34 to nothing and in this country if you get into the big game you better win it because the only thing that's remembered about us is the fact that we lost that game and that's just life that's how it works so yeah we still that still stings because we did it to ourselves Coach, I think for a lot of our listeners, they, they, it's probably hard for them to comprehend sort of the where the NFL was in 1971, right? And we're still – the merger is still relatively recent. And boxing is still a huge thing, right? And thoroughbred racing is a huge thing. And the NFL was not this end-all, be-all, 365-day-a-year entity that it's become. Does it Does it – is it kind of crazy for you to look at the growth of this league through your playing and coaching career to where it is now? Yeah, it does. I'm, I am uh, I'm mystified by the the way it's just forged ahead of all the other sports. I mean, it, there's no question now that uh, I suppose people would could argue and defend their sports, but uh, this is the, this is the national sport yeah. of the United States of America. It's almost like the national religion, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. My Carolyn, Carolyn and I figured out the other day, she's been to over 700 football games with me, uh, for me, for our teams, and a lot of them were in Memorial Stadium right there in Baltimore. Um, but um, she, she'll just marvel. We'll, we'll sit there and there'll be uh, 10 degrees in Buffalo and there'll be 80,000 people <laughs> And they come with shovels, and they'll shovel off the snow. That kind of loyalty is uh, is really priceless, and it's great for the players and the franchises, um, but it makes us wonder a little bit about our values. Yes. Uh, Coach, spinning it ahead to Sunday. I mean, you got a heck of a quarterback matchup in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson against Patrick Mahomes. What has it been like seeing those two guys blossom in the superstars? It's been amazing because they were they were incredibly gifted the day they showed up. Both of them, and I'm talking about both of them now. Uh, either one of them can beat you a thousand different ways, and and will if uh, I started to say if given the opportunity, they don't even have to be given an opportunity. <laughs> right. Either one of them can be surrounded by eight guys, and there's a good chance he's going to escape. And not only is he going to escape, he's going to throw a dime to somebody that we've never heard of running 60 yards down the field because, oh, my gosh, they don't have any receivers anymore. Well, they find somebody every year because those two QBs can make you look good. And um, so it is remarkable. And the change in the styles and in the gunsling um, aspect of the sidearm throws and the the flips and the uh, that the improvisation just makes the game all the more exciting. It's it's so much fun to watch those guys. 
Coach, last thing for you. You coached at Alabama as well, and, and your time there was not too long after Bear Bryant was there. He's finished in 82. You were there in 87. Uh, just for people who may not have gotten it then, how tough a job was that? And just curious, with Nick Saban stepping down, how tough do you think the job that Kellen DeBoer is going into? Well, there are a couple of ways to look at it. I, I, I think that uh, any youngster that grows up, especially the ones that grow up in Alabama, who are inundated with the Alabama thing, the Alabama mystique, um, there's a great competitive advantage because when they come to Alabama, you never have to motivate them. <laughs> they know why they're on that field, whether it's a practice or a game. Yes, that you got to get them to go to class and graduate, and you, you have to do that. That's still important in college football, believe it or not. <laughs> but uh, you have a great competitive advantage, and and that's something that you combine that with a coach like Saban, and they're almost unbeatable. And um, I think uh, this guy has got such a sterling record. He can, if he's given time and uh, the, the variables now are so much greater because of the transfer portal uh, and the NIL, uh, he'll be okay with NIL. That's for sure at Alabama, but <laughs> the transfer portal has already damaged. He I mean, right now he doesn't know who's going to be on his team. Talk about coach DeBoer. So, but he's obviously a terrific coach, and uh, given a chance, I think he'd do fine. Coach, this was great. I want to let the people know that if you're looking for a great speaker to motivate, a great speaker to entertain, for football fans and not football fans, you want to get Coach Bill Curry. Contact AIMSportsRep.com. Coach Bill Curry, thank you as always for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. Have a great day. Thank you, you, too. you too. Hey, the Ravens ran for over 200 yards against the Texans last week. Are they going to be able to be similarly successful against Kansas City? Can they run it down their throats? We'll discuss next here on The Fan. Fifth caller right now on the WGK Law Guest and Caller Hotline, 410-583-1057. You get two tickets to see Sum 41 on the tour of the setting Sum. That's on April 29th at Pier 6 Pavilion, courtesy of Live Nation. Two tickets to see Sum 41, fifth caller right now, 410-583-1057. So last week against the Texans, the Ravens rushed for 229 yards, average over five, well, average 5.5 yards a carry. Lamar led them with 100 yards and 11 carries. Can the Ravens run the ball down the Chiefs' throat on Sunday, Jason? Uh, I think they can run the ball very effectively on the Chiefs, and this, these are interesting matchups. Yesterday we documented some of the things the Chiefs do really well, pitch plays, um, runs from, from shotgun, runs up the middle, play very well with the weaknesses of the Ravens defense and it's absolutely apropos here as well we know the Ravens like to run out of 11 personnel three wide receivers clear that box out find some lanes for Lamar for Keaton Mitchell now Justice Hill and there's got stuff that comes out of that as well but it's usually more the speed back Kansas City against 11 personnel runs 28th in the league folks five yards per carry they allowed 30th in success rate 27th in defensive EPA against 11 personnel runs. Um, the Ravens, yeah, they're, they're top five. Kansas City, when there's a fullback on the field, allows 4.9 yards per carry, 27th in the NFL. They're 23rd in EPA against the run with a fullback on the field, 25th in success rate. The Ravens had 302 rushes this season with two running backs on the field. That is 
25 more than anybody else in the league. San Francisco was next closest. The league average, 69. The Ravens did it 302 times. The Ravens averaged 4.8 a carry when they did it. Again, Kansas City's giving up 4.9 against those runs, and they haven't seen the volume that they're likely to get in this game. If you want to look at it directionally, there are some things that bode very well for the Ravens. The Ravens, when they run to the left side, and they do it 42.3% of the time, third most in football, Ravens average 5.08 yards per carry running to the left. That's fourth in the NFL. Kansas City defending runs to the left, 4.92 per carry, 28th in the NFL. The Chiefs have seen a lot of it, too. 30% of the runs against the Chiefs are to the left side. That's sixth most in the NFL. Um, Look, nobody does everything (laughs) perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, there are no perfect defenses. And these two teams, when you break them down, you could go empty set, you could go three wide, you could go max protect, two-man two routes. We can look at heavy three tight end routes. Any way you break down their passing defenses, they are exemplary across the board. But there, there is an underbelly here, and there, there are some matchups that don't look great for either team. And I think they're going to be able to do some things with Gus and heavy and, you know, power inside between the tackles. And I think Justice Hill on those one cut run, some of those sprint plays to the outside and outside zone, I think that's going to be a problem for them. Again, especially if a Willie Gay, one of their more athletic linebackers, isn't there. You know, Bolton's come back and there's people who would say, well, the defense has settled down some against the run since Bolton got there. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But the combination of these tendencies plus a Chiefs team that was 26th in the league defending passes to running backs, which is an extension of the run game, the horizontal pass game, passes at the line of scrimmage, passes to running backs within five yards of the line of scrimmage, 80% completion on those for the year. That's bottom seven in the NFL from the Chiefs standpoint defending that stuff. I'll be really interested to talk to Bobby D about this on Friday. Like, I think there have to be more shots than we saw against the Texans, but I'm not sure how many more we're going to get because I can see game script here where there's 13 runs for Lamar, not counting kneel downs, mm-hmm. right? I could see a situation where Justice Hill runs the ball 12 times and catches three or four passes, and I could see Gus getting 10 carries. Yeah, it is interesting. And Cook maybe gets his three yeah, or four. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting just how much these defenses mirror each other when you were talking about how they excel against the pass, but similarly against the run, where they both give up four and a half yards per carry. And interestingly enough, Ravens give up the least amount of rushing touchdowns. Chiefs are fourth fewest, even though they give up uh, that poor yards per carry. And we saw James Cook have success, but also Josh Allen. And you mentioned the Lamar Jackson effect of it all. I I saw some stat this morning, guys. I I think Lamar, I I, want to say he was sixth most rushing yards per game in postseason history. Well, three of he's going over 100 yards in three of his last four games. I know, but it's remarkable when you think. I I hate to base everything on betting, but Jason, like his number's what, 62 and a half or something like that? And I know. It's on the rise. And and Carrington Harrison was on. He's like, well, they're going to spy it. I can't believe Houston. I don't think Willie Gay's playing in this game. But but regardless, Lamar's a freak. You could could know he's running and he's still going to gash you because of his speed and and the way he 
can evade tacklers. And I found I found the stat. Minimum of five games. Terrell Davis leads the all postseason history. Then John Riggins, Derrick Henry, Eric Dickerson, Lamar Jackson. Well, look, the, the bottom line is the only game, the only playoff game Lamar's played that he didn't run for at least 74 yards was the one against Buffalo that he didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and if he stays in that game, and that was a close game, I got news for you. He was going to take off and run. I mean, I suppose yeah. that was Giro. Yeah. Uh, and they were having issues pass protecting. So, right? And it was windy and crazy game, and they weren't as evolved as a passing attack there. So, yes, I, I don't see a winning script for the Ravens that doesn't include way north of 62 and a half rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. Inside access here on a Wednesday. Remember, you can hear this game, the AFC Championship game, right here on 1057 The Fan. Westwood One's coverage starts at 3 o'clock here on The Fan. And the man that's going to be on the call of that game, Ian Eagle, joins us next here on The Fan. AFC Championship game coming up Saturday at 3 o'clock. You'll be able to hear Westwood One's coverage of this game right here on 105.7 The Fan. And joining us now, courtesy of the WGK Law guest hotline, is the man that will be calling this game for Westwood One. It's Ian Eagle. And Ian, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. I, I guess this starts for you with uh, Lamar Jackson, who's the presumptive MVP, and Patrick Mahomes, who in the last 10 years, nobody at the quarterback position has dominated the playoffs like that guy. Oh, yeah. Tremendous storylines for this one. I know the city of Baltimore is ready to go, juiced up. That, that's the one thing that you realize in, in your prep. You go through all your memories and all the different narratives. You're like, oh, no, they, they must have hosted an AFC championship at some point. And you realize, no. They did not. This, this is something new. This is something different. And for this group, for this iteration of the Ravens, it really is the culmination of all their plans of building around Lamar Jackson and creating a fearsome defense once again. And check, check. There, there's just something about this team. And with Lamar, it really does feel like it's, it's his time. you got to go out and, and prove it on the field. But Uh, There were some key signs last week. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To see that he's much more in command of this than he was in 2019 when the team came up short against Tennessee. I ain't going deeper on that, and you're calling the game this weekend for Westwood One, but you've called Ravens games this year, CBS, Charles Davis. You guys have production meetings with uh, various uh, coaches and players, and we've heard from several Ravens players. This has been a different Lamar Jackson this year. Do you sense that? I do. I do in our sit-downs with him. There's a, a feeling that he really is letting it rip, but not in a careless way. And the idea this year, I think there was a a perception that they're going to make him more of a pocket passer and that's what he's going to be. And the reality is he's still a dual threat. He picks and chooses his moments correctly. I think he's just seeing things. And that cliche that, that you hear that the game might slow down for someone, you don't think about that in regards to Lamar Jackson because he processes so well. He is a football genius. He does have this extra uh, separate mentality that I don't think you see a whole lot at this level. And because he has so uh, many skills that you you think to yourself, all right, like he can just pick his poison. It's not that simple. Teams scheme around it. They obviously came up with ways in which to stop him previously I think this version of the Ravens with better skill position players, uh, more productive receivers for Lamar to trust and believe. And he always said the right things when we asked him about his receiving core. I just think this year what he's saying is actually true. And he really believes it in the bottom of his heart. And then the other part, guys, and look, there's just no getting around it. The, the mentality and attitude that Roquan Smith brought to this team in production meetings, you walk away thinking like, oh, man, I, I would want to play with that guy. I would run through a wall for that guy. That's real. What he brings is true guttural instinct, and he brings it every game. And I really think it has rubbed off on his teammates, specifically Patrick Queen. I have a real uh, inside baseball question for you. Now, this is radio, not TV, so the visuals don't speak for themselves. So will you have a separate spotter just keeping eyes on Taylor Swift? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think it's still part of my job to uh, to detail what's happening in the stadium, but... I uh, I don't know if we're going to need someone separate. I, I'm I'm a Swifty. I know what's <laughs> going on. I'm on top of things. Uh, we'll we'll give the audience the proper amount of Taylor Swift coverage without crossing a line. And then, if your next question, if the follow up is, are you wearing makeup on radio? The answer is yes. Okay. Well, that wasn't going to be my question. That's a better question than this one, but I'll ask this one anyway. Uh, We have spent quite a lot of time on this show talking about both these teams' run games and specifically how they are suited to maybe expose the underbelly of the other team's defense, which is really great across the board for both of these. 
as dynamic and 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 unicornish as these two quarterbacks are, will this game be decided in the proverbial trenches? It's such a great point because our instincts are telling us to lock in on Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes because they're two of the biggest stars in the NFL. You've got uh, a multiple MVP with Mahomes against one that's about to be a multiple MVP. You, you can't get any more decorated other than Lamar winning a Super Bowl eventually, and he gets put in, in a different category and a new classification. But I think you're right. I think ultimately it probably won't come down to just that. Yeah, of course, Lamar's going to have to make a play. Mahomes will, will do something outrageous and, and make you think that uh, the Chiefs are, are just destined for this once again. The, the meat of this game is probably going to be on the ground and which team can establish it, which team can expose the other team's defense. Kansas City, obviously, I've, I've covered them uh, almost as much as I've covered Baltimore through the years since Mahomes has been there. It's probably neck and neck. And we're always locked in on their mystique offensively, which really isn't quite what it once was. They're not the high-powered offense. It's just going to put 38 points on you every single game. They've been much more streamlined offensively, but they're better defensively. They've been more opportunistic defensively. They get to the quarterback, 57 sacks, second only to the Ravens this year, who had 60. So it's a little bit of a different Chiefs team, even though they've won multiple championships. I don't view them necessarily the same way. And I do think you've got to look at what you just laid out for Baltimore. Don't get away from from your bread and butter. The Ravens are still the best running team in the NFL. And you got to do what, what got you here. And I think it's an area where, where they absolutely can take advantage. We're speaking to Ian Eagle. It's inside access on the fan. Well, Ian, we know when Patrick Mahomes does drop back to pass, he's going to be looking for his good buddy, Travis Kelsey. And Ravens, they have Kyle Hamilton, ultimate chess piece. Yep. How often could you see Kyle Hamilton uh, matching up against Kelsey? Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. Uh, I have to believe that there's part of the plan in place to try to neutralize Kelsey, do it with a Pro Bowl a player in Kyle Hamilton, who we met with early in the season. We had Baltimore fairly early. Obviously, I, I knew him from last year, had all the bio information, watched him. I was blown away. Uh, there is a business-like approach, uh, an affability to go along with it. Really impressed with him individually. And then his play spoke for itself. You're talking about one of the most versatile, multi-dimensional, dynamic defensive players in the game and people saw it the speed the strength uh, the ferocious hitting ability uh, pure athleticism i i think they would be remiss not to consider that as part of the game plan kelsey will just wear you down and he's still really effective i know there were some people that thought no it's not quite the same it's not quite as explosive it is just watch the game last week uh, he'll he'll surprise you. Uh, he'll still make tough catches in traffic, but he'll still sneak behind a defense because he's got innate abilities as well. So to me, it, it's one of the best matchups of the day. And I would have to believe that uh, the way that Coach McDonald is viewing this, 
that's got to be part of the approach on Sunday. I am before we let you go. You called the Terps uh, Michigan State game Sunday. So I did. I, if I could just throw in one Terps question for you, and just I don't know because you do so much between NBA and, and football and college, how much you were paying attention to Maryland when the season started, but we're all real disappointed at their lack of shooting, and it came through in fl- with flying colors in that game Sunday. Just how surprised are you at, at, at what how they're playing this year? Yeah, I think it's disappointing when they went out and, and got some freshmen that they thought would, would be impact players and would help them. Jamie Kaiser Jr. came in with a big-time reputation as a three-point shooter. He's shooting it at 23%. Although Deshaun Harris-Smith didn't have the rep as being a shooter, I don't think anyone thought he would shoot 17% from college range. So a lot of it has fallen on Jameer Young. Uh, I still think Julian Reese is one of the more talented big men in the country, and I've seen a lot of Dante Scott over his five Mm -hmm. years at Maryland. I had him in the tournament, saw him when he was a young guy, and it just seems as if this team – would have been farther along in the process, but but I think shooting has has been the Achilles' heel. We talked about it with Kevin Willard. Uh, he recognizes it. There's only so much that can be done. There's there's part of you as as a head coach that that wants to maybe make changes based on what your team is, but you know you also have to take open shots in Division One basketball. They're just not making them. Ian Eagle will be on the call for Westwood One AFC Championship game. Ravens hosting the Chiefs. You can hear that game right here on 105.7 The Fan. Ian, thank you so much for your time. Thank we appreciate you. it. All right, guys. Excited about it. It's going to be me, Devin, Jason McCourty. Ooh, both and, McCourties. Uh, yeah, we've got McCordi. <laughs> it's plural McCourties. Wow. And uh, What if they dress the same? The how, how big of an issue could that be if they wore identical outfits? Then I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shot. <laughs> Thanks, I. See you guys. Hey, coming up next, T-Bone Time, TMI with TIM. What you got? Well, the buzz for Sunday is immense. And it got me thinking. Did Glenn Clark tell you that? This is, ah, this ah. is the biggest sporting event in the city of Baltimore since when? How far back do you have to go? We'll get into it oh, next I know. on Inside X. I got it. The guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI. TMI, my friends. Inside Access. 1057 The Fans. T-Bone time. TMI with TIM. And the floor is yours. We did a TMI last week. Talking about it. Is there a lack of buzz? Ravens going up <laughs> against the Texans. Resale value. Tickets were plummeting. They were under $80. Yeah, that's not the case this week. No. I'd say people are pretty fired up about the first AFC Championship. You, you blew it. You found cheap Ravens tickets history. and then questioned yourself, and they were gone. If he knew what he was looking at, I, you saw that it was I, on. SeatGeek. I don't think it was real, though. I don't but, think you were ever getting those tickets. Uh, clearly, but now this week, fast forward. This is so big that T Pain is playing halftime, fellas. He's on a boat. T Pain, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Legend of the Game, all these other. Michael Phelps is going to be there. Jonathan Ogden. Taylor Swift. Captain. Taylor Swift will Taylor be there. Taylor Swift, but the Ravens did not include her in the uh You think pre-game. she'll do a duet with T-Pain? I doubt it. Uh, I doubt cool. it. But I don't think she's uh, leaving my, that sweet. I was thinking, self, what, is, what was the biggest sporting event in this city prior to this? At, oh, least, I got it. at least in my lifetime. I got one. So I'm going in my lifetime. 
I can't say the 2014 ALCS. Why not? They were down 0-2 no, when but, it came back they, to Baltimore. But they weren't. No, they weren't. The first two games were here. They went to Kansas oh, City down 0-2. Yeah, I think you're right. First two games were here. We're going to yep, I was there. Game, game one. I guess I was there. Game two. Yeah. Like the buzz in this town I, was crazy for the 2014. It was crazy, but I still would say. More. Are you allowed to talk about this? 2014. Yeah, that was he, that? yeah. Well, he was is, he was in men men. What was it? Men in motion class back then. <laughs> yes. I, I, honestly, I think it was in 2014. I, I think it was. And then 2012, you could say, okay, 14 years since they had hosted a playoff game, talking about the Orioles, and it was Yankees, but the ALDS. And then prior to that, I, now this is something I can't talk about. This is the biggest <laughs> thing that I could think of. Twenty-one thirty-one. I was like a month prior to I being was there. born. I mean, that was an event that kind of wasn't transcended. a team, really a team yeah. thing. Though. But it wasn't but, really. A but team I'm thing. saying a sporting event that was something that transcended sports, like with twenty-one thirty-one. And then is it the All Star Game in '93? Nah, Got to go back further than could that. Could it? Could it be the Ravens' first game at no. Memorial Stadium? Was there, there was mixed emotions about yeah. that. Could it be the first game at Camden Yards? I was there for that. that was That's cool. a biggie. I, I I would say twenty-one thirty-one, and you I wasn't even you allowed. You can't say twenty. I, well, I can't. That's true. The, the Barbara Lace principle it. will not allow you to say twenty-one thirty-one. I can't say it, but I'm just saying you the canceled buzz, yourself the from buzz, being able to say that. The buzz for this game is the perfect storm. Because first AFC championship in Baltimore in 50-plus years. Jason, can I just Lamar say? Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. You got the Taylor Swift factor. You yeah. got the buzz of the tickets that are just, uh, you saw it. Uh, down three Gs for am four I, upper deckers. Am I crazy? And maybe he was so focused on the men in motion class. But yeah, the, was buzz, the buzz for the 2014 ALCS, the Orioles were favored in that yeah. series. Like yeah. The buzz in this city nuts. was pretty was palpable big. for that. And the first two games were here. That was and big. they were close. Every yes. game in that series. Yes, they, yeah, like, they should have won that yeah, series. You could have argued they, they won every game. I mean, that also, game. there's the whole whatever, PED slash... Uh, what was he? Well, what, for Adderall. Chris Adderall Davis. and Manny, and Manny Hurt. Didn't yeah. have a knee. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the biggest day in Baltimore sports since June 8th, 1984. What was that? You guys don't know. It's game no. five of the MISL finals. Oh, Baltimore oh, Blast. Oh. San Diego Hosting, Soccer. No, wow. San Diego Soccer's were in the NASL indoor uh. that year. That's why we won. St. Louis Steamers. Oh, yeah. Game five. Muggy. Muggy June 8th, 1984. I was in the upper deck for one that one, One of those too. games was on CBS. They, they, this game aired live on WJZ, which yeah. back then was not... I think back then, Jay-Z was ABC. Yeah, okay. But I know CBS carried one of... Because I remember watching... Yeah. I, was, I was going to prep school in Philly. I watched the game. Well, they, were, they used to be like uh, USA Cable Network had a lot of the games on there. Yeah. Uh, sports... What was it called? Sportsnet? Well, how? What I, was this? The like it was like there was ESPN, but then there was also. Oh yeah, they yeah, did a lot of hockey yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Sportsnet, yeah, I think yeah, it was. Think like, right. uh, since I can't speak on this, you can't. How does this compare to twenty one thirty one? It's completely different. It doesn't one, compare to twenty one thirty one. Twenty one thirty one was I'm, about pomp and circumstance and Cal Ripken breaking a record. The president was there, yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, but the outcome of the game didn't matter. All he had to do I'm was literally saying, show up, I'm like saying, get in the batter's box once. And oh but, no! What did he need? But, Whatever he had to play but, was five, it? Innings. five innings. The country, all so eyes, yeah. all eyes were he on homered. Baltimore. Homered off of Sean. Saying. He homered off of Sean Bosky. All eyes were on Baltimore. That, that, I just, I point. think it's apples and oranges, Bone. You yeah. think that? I do. 
I well, yeah, I'm sure ticket prices there had to be insane trying but, to get in but, in that state. But it's a different animal. I it's mean, it's, it's, it's almost like an exhibition. Yeah, it, it is. But I'm just saying the spectacle of it all. You weren't there. I I know I wasn't. So That's how do why you I know the asking. spectacle? I just watching clips and okay. seeing a. Spectacle made me think a testicle. Did your buddy actually oh, have yeah. testicular torsion? Yeah, that's a good question. That was yes, all you were did. talking about Friday off air. So he, he, he literally did, had yes. it. He, he was did. diagnosed with it. Yeah. What did they do for him? I. You're obsessed with it. Now you don't know what. what we, we have to. We yeah, have, we got to go. Yeah, because Phil Sims coming. But but I do want to tell you the injury report is out. Mark Andrews full. Marlon Humphrey, Deshaun, Delshawn Phillips both limited. Tylen Wallace, Kevin Zeitler did not practice. Zeitler for rest. And Rock yes, Sin limited. There's your Ravens injury report. Joining us next, and he demanded not one but two segments. That's true. That's we're, actually true. Yeah, we're going to talk to Phil Sims, NFL Today on CBS, next year on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 